Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. It's the official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom T-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 402-242-9648 or check out their websites at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Redline Radio sent you. For all of our programming information, you can check us out on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our great programming and live 24-hour music on the Redline Radio LLC app. You can find it on the Google Play Store, but you can also check us out at RedlineRadioLLC.com where we are always live. Talking about balls, I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up? 
Well, I'm beyond excited right now. I've got a lot of water in front of me. All I know is there will be none of us will be parched today. I came prepared with my own water, but Dave came in the clutch. Brought yeah, a whole case. We're I all feel, set. I feel honored. I feel special. I feel like we are uh, taken care of. We're always taken. We actually are, uh, we're joined here by Lee and Dave live in studio with us. It's a, it's an honor. Normally they're not here this together. Usually they leave right before we start. I feel like I'm under pressure to perform better. I don't understand. And I like a live audience. I think we flourished, especially at the Piston Power Show. It, great. It was, it, we had so many people in front of us. You, you, yourself, even today. I have carpal tunnel from all the autographs. Humble that I had to sign about signing all your autographs. Today, which is great. You know, the fans came in masses and we were there to deliver. And I think we did. Uh, speaking of delivering, we delivered in the month of March. As the, one of the newer shows to Redline Radio, we had a great month. We were honored to accept this award as what, the top show, studio number two. Absolutely. Look at this. I got it. Boom. And it's, it's obviously fitting that Dave and me are both here as we accept these awards graciously. Thank you guys so much. We couldn't have done without you. We're happy to be a part of Redline. Bigger things are coming, obviously. This is only the beginning. Just be glad that uh, Steel City Renegades took a break. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's the reason. Okay, <laughs> I got it. They were mourning Dwayne Haskins before it happened, so they've been off air for a while. <laughs> oh, I went there. <laughs> that's what I do. Is it, it's, is it too soon? No, not, not even soon. close. Okay, got it. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for the award. We're happy to be a, to be a part of Redline. We're happy to take the. All right. So now that the uh, yeah the water over, the water goes back out. Couldn't be happier about it. Let's get those chilled so they're ready to go. <laughs> oh, no, these are going in my car. Okay. Oh, so it's they don't do me any good the there. Farce. I told you we're waiting for the COVID water cooler to come here from China. I'm okay with that. I'm triple vaxxed. I could drink whatever water they want to give us. That's true. <laughs> what, what? Any water? So like Flint, Michigan water, you're okay taking that too? I mean, I would if it came from China because I feel like <laughs> if it had to travel that far, it would kill anything that's in it. All right. Uh, let's get right into it, though. We are going to talk about the Cavaliers in the play-in tournament. Technically, years prior, they would be the seven seed. They would be officially in the playoffs facing the two seed. However, the NBA decided that they want more money, more games, more eyes on the product. So they decided to do a play-in tournament with uh, uh, the, the bottom four seeds. So seven through 10 are playing in the play-in tournament in both the Eastern and Western Conference. Cavaliers, unfortunately, drew the short straw. See you later, Lee. And they, uh, they took on the Brooklyn Nets last night. Started off ugly. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it was the first quarter. We were down by about 20, I believe, at one point. And I, I remember I tweeted. I said, all right, let's get them on Friday. And it was maybe the game started at 7. This was maybe a 7.30 tweet that I right. put out. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's regroup. I mean, they got their ass kicked that first quarter. I think the final score, I mean, it was 20 to 40, 40 to 20 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I mean, uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant both shot lights out, uh, especially Kyrie Irving. I think he missed three shots all game. It's almost just, like Kyrie had something to prove against a, a former team. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, the elephant in the room that he still has a little beef against Cleveland, which I don't understand. I really don't get how he could hate Cleveland. I know we've talked about it before, but we could do it again because that's what we do. And Kyrie, he's just a strange dude. He hates Cleveland. They got him his only championship. They loved him. They embraced him. Right. All they asked him to do was just play with LeBron. Be LeBron's second-hand man. He could not be. The, it's that easy. He could not be the Robin, the Batman. And he said, absolutely not. I don't like being this little brother kind of character. I want to go off and prove to everybody that I can do it on my own. Goes to Boston. Didn't prove anybody a thing because he didn't do shit. He he, he made a couple of playoff trips. He stayed hurt most of the time like he typically does. Goes to Brooklyn. 
has to team up with Kevin Durant. Same situation. He's now playing second fiddle to Kevin Durant. He can't stay healthy. He has this year. I'll give him that. And they snuck into the playoffs as the eight seed. It's well, not even that impressive. He's healthy this year because he's only played half the games this season. Right. Thanks to the COVID. Honestly, that's the best thing that could have happened to Kyrie Irving. So they won. They advanced. They're the seven seed. They'll be taking on the Boston Celtics. Tonight, the Atlanta Hawks beat the shit out of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, LaMelo Ball, his playoff run, if you even want to call it that, short-lived and embarrassing, honestly. So the Cavaliers will be taking on the Atlanta Hawks right. Friday night, 7.30, same time, next door to the Guardians' home opener. Oh, downtown's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a shit show. I was going to go, but I'm, I'm not dealing with that. That's going to be crazy. Uh, I usually take the rapid anyway, but even then, I, I can only imagine how crowded it's going to be. If you try to drive downtown, the parking's probably going to be I can't even imagine $50 at, at the cheapest to yeah. park. No, this is like memories a reasonable of when, spot. It's memories of when the, the Indians win the World Series and it was the home opener for the Cavs when the Cavs got their rings that night. Yeah. Trying to get downtown, you were waiting in line to get downtown. Like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't happening. Yeah, it was a, basically it was almost as crowded as the championship night in 2016 where oh, yeah. they had to block off the highway downtown. They, weren't, they wouldn't let people in anymore. It, it seems like it's going to be similar to that to where it's not worth it to go down. It's supposed to be kind of a nice day. But the fact that the game, why would the Guardians have their home opener in uh, April start at 730? That's the one thing. When I saw the schedule drop, that's the first question I had is why is it so late? Because we know the temperature in Cleveland during the day it could be 60. Today it was damn near 70 oh, degrees. It was beautiful. I'd say aside from the rain, it was beautiful. But as, as the day progresses, it only gets colder and colder at night. Right. So you're playing a night game on a Friday. Like have it. And it's good Friday. Most people are off work. Why isn't the game at four o'clock? I, I don't know. It, it it blows my mind. I thought that, I thought it'd be at least like a one o'clock game, like it normally is. You know, yeah. for home opener, it'd be great. But I don't understand the time frame either. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but either way, I digress. It's just a little annoyance that we have. But the Cavaliers will be taking on the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks look good. The Cavs right now, their perimeter defense is real sketchy. Um, obviously, they miss Jared Allen. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So the injury to Jared Allen is that his um, offhand, correct? Yes. That is so. Let me just ask this question. I'm sure everyone's asking, why the hell is he not just toughing it out and getting out there and playing? Wrap it up, get out there and play. Kobe Bryant had a similar injury back in the day, and he, it was on his shooting hand. Mm -hmm. Taped that motherfucker up, and he got out there. What, what, um, what's the issue? It's a little apples to oranges. So uh, Jared Allen's injury, actually, from what I've heard, is so severe that he he's having trouble actually catching the ball. Okay, I so guess it makes a difference. It's it, you can't. It's one thing to shoot with your offhand, or you know, you don't have to shoot with that hand. But it's another to where they said he physically can't catch the ball. Okay, so he's just now kind of easing himself back into that, doing a little bit more and more before games. But for me, I don't think he's going to be ready by Friday night. And Kobe is also a different animal and the same beast. Hundred percent. Kobe was the oh, mama. I get the mama. Snakes, the snakes mama heal faster. I get it. Yeah, I understand that. I just it just sucks because had he, I mean. And I don't, I'm, I get, I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete. Clearly look at me. I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm just saying this seems like you want to get out there, especially in a time, I mean, especially Friday, it's winter go home. You know, wouldn't you think that maybe even like 15 minutes of Allen would make a little a little bit of a difference in that game. His presence down low, his, his defensive, at least the defensive part of his game would at least throw off Atlanta just a little bit, I think. So yes and no. The only thing that I look at it as is the Cavaliers are, are, Snuck in as the seven seed. They're currently playing for their season, essentially. Right. And if you if you win, do you really think the Cavs are going to beat the Heat? Or oh, go no. far in the playoffs. We've both so is said. It, is it risking? Is it worth risking Jared Allen's long term health 
in case he does something more severe because he opted to not have surgery. So that means they think it's going to heal naturally on its own. Right. This could fuck it up, cause surgery, could cause damage down the line. You never know. So you for think me, it's he, not worth so it. So you think if they win Friday and they're in, they're playing, you know, they're playing the Heat. You think he sits out the entire series then, or no? I think he might be ready for that, possibly to return in that series. Okay. But I don't think rushing him Friday, because like you said, if we got 15 minutes out of him, I don't think it's worth it to to screw up the chemistry to just throw him out there if he's not 100. percent It's not I mean, worth he, it. He was de- he was definitely missed. Yesterday. Oh, absolutely. I mean. I mean him not being in the in the paint is what's causing the the defense to not know what they're doing right because they're trying to cover a little more space that Jared Allen would normally cover which is causing the perimeter to not be covered and against a team like Atlanta I mean Trey Young went off today Atlanta I think is gonna if the Cavs defense doesn't step up Atlanta's gonna have a great they're, they're gonna have an easy day yeah I mean I hate to say it Trey was shut down in the first half of tonight's game I mean they, they really locked him down but then he wasn't really shut down he just missed a shitload right. of shots but then like the he missed a bunch of bunnies yeah. yeah he just he just he couldn't miss in the second half and that's what he does I mean I I, I don't think he's anywhere near the player of Steph Curry but he's similar to Steph Curry where right. he's a streak shooter if he's hot it's it's game over right and he gets everybody else involved he can pass the ball very well so I unfortunately I think the Cavs season comes to an end on Friday night I'm wearing the hat here hopefully for some good juju we'll see what happens but juju I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I think I, I'm going to go and, and hope that um, the Cavs win on, on Friday. I think, I think they're going to win on Friday. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they pull it out. But I don't think they make it out of the first round. Yeah. Um, who's this Arlo guy talking bad about the green screen? Yeah. I don't know who it is. I didn't see this comment until I pressed ah, it up. Yeah. <laughs> eat, eat a dick, Arlo. How's that for quality? How about this? Can you see that in front of the green screen? Go fuck yourself. Talking bad about our stuff. Do your own show, you cock. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the Cavs season more than likely coming to an end on Friday. But again, I'll give them all the credit in the world. They did play the Nets great. They, they showed heart, again, down by right. 20 in the first quarter to make it a game in the second half. And to, I mean, they were within six multiple times in the second half. And well, they Kevin won. Durant and Kyrie just hit daggers. They won, they won three out of the four quarters they played. I mean, they beat yeah. them. I mean, it had that first quarter not happen. I get it, butterfly effect, and that's, what it took place, but it was that's crazy. the problem when you go down twenty points against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when they're shooting the lights out of the gym. There's nothing you can do, right? I mean, that, I mean, I thought they did they did well. I mean, I think the Nets in a seven game series is a team that we could compete well compete well against. I, it just wasn't our night last night. Yeah, with Allen, I think against the Nets we would have been obviously better suited, even in a in the one game play in, but. It is what it is. You take the punches. The Cavs have dealt with injuries before. Darius Garland put him on his back yesterday. Uh, they got Evan Mobley in foul trouble a little bit. It, it shows that our, we're missing the length because a guy like Andre Drummond, who we've had in Cleveland, right. not a great player. He's okay. He looked like a stud. He looked like an all-star. We got a call coming in? No, I was lo- I'm was. i logged into Facebook. I got a call. Oh, my bad. Okay, I just heard something. I thought that was like an alert. We were getting a call. I was like, wait a minute. Hello, caller? Arlo, All right. what do you got to say? Uh, but speaking of the NBA playoffs, they are kicking off. Uh, we want to get you guys involved. Our, our, our beloved followers, our beloved listeners, however you watch, listen, whatever. Um, we won this award because of you. It's based on views. So without it's you true. guys, we wouldn't be here. So with that being said, we want to get you guys involved. As you know, Kyle and I like to do challenges. We like to do pick'ems and shit like that. I, so far, am undefeated. Haven't lost yet. Shout out to Mike. He likes turtles. It's I know all the, a conspiracy. Uh, I'm really just throwing I know it the out YouTube. there right now video of that kid that's funny um but yes yeah, so we do we do bets and shit like that i'm not positive on the punishment yet the last one where kyle did the eggs it was a layup let's be honest that was an easy one we're gonna make this one a little bit more entertaining 
So one that I have right now that I think I'm going to go with as option A will be a mystery pack of the Jelly Bellies, the ones that have like the disgusting flavors in it. Um, we're going to do – that's option A. Option B, I haven't decided yet. We're, we're going to think on it. I feel like we need a mild, a medium, and a just extreme. Well, that kind of takes the fun out of it because you know everyone's just going to vote oh, for the extreme. So we need to kind of keep two that are sim- relatively similar. So we'll I, do, do- I do like the eating slash whatever, you know, whatever thing. Because I feel like eating it, it, it goes well both ways because then people can watch and see your expression. Yeah, like that hot sauce it. challenge was prime. You know, that, yeah. was, that was classic because, I mean, classic for people who are watching, not for me. Right. That shit hurt. I was telling Tim about it when you went to the bathroom earlier. <laughs> And so that's going to be option A is going to be the the mystery jelly beans, but the disgusting ones. So again, more than likely, what's up, Ramel? What's up, Ramel? So more than likely, after I win, Kyle's going to have to eat some jelly beans on air. You're just and, calling the victory now, huh? I mean, so far I'm undefeated. I mean, so, I'm, I mean I'm rolling with statistically, it. Statistically, I'm due for a victory at some point. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Every dog has his day. Thanks, I mean, Tim. Hey, Thanks. Thanks United for United States, 2-0 and in World Wars. That's That streak's never ending. It's kind of like me. Undefeated. <laughs> But, uh, but yes, yeah, so we're going to do that. We're going to do just like our football pickums. We'll pick a team for their series, and we'll repick as the series progress. Each one, each win is worth a point. And what do we got? Needs to wear fake nails for a day. Jess, that's not a punishment. He already does that. So it's not, you know, it's going to be something different. I do. I mean, it helps scratching stuff. So <laughs> I actually thought my wife does have a, uh, what are they called? A fucking, where you shock people? What's it called? A taser? Yeah. She's got a taser. So I was thinking about that. We're, I'm thinking about it. I just need to look into it. I could handle that. Let's I think I think it. we could. So that, that, that'll be B. As long as it's not like the, the, where they I shoot you. I got to check you. the voltage. No, it's it's a quick zapper. Yeah, I could handle that zap. That's right. fine. At least Kyle, he's already conceding. Yeah, I like this. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying I can handle it. I don't know. Can you handle a zap? I yeah, mean, absolutely. Okay. Right. I feel like we need to test it out before we go live, though, just to make sure we don't it takes shit, the fun out of shit it. our pants on air. It takes the fun out of it. We want, <laughs> we want that. That's great footage. That's going to boost our views. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing that. We're going to do one point a piece. And for for those of you just joining in, we have a very special second part of the day tonight. I always say second half, but we always take our break with about an hour in. So it's not technically half. Um, but we have a guy who we have come to know through some sources. We can't reveal these. Very secretive, very secluded. His name is Conspiracy Carl. He has some of the craziest sports conspiracies you're ever going to hear. And he has honored me with an invitation to his bunker. So basically, when we get to our break, I'm going to have to get out of here. It's really quick. He lives close, I guess. I'm not allowed to know where he actually lives. I'm being taken by his people. I'm kind of worried if I'm being honest. Tim and Kyle are going to stay here. They're going to hold down Studio 2. I have a tracker on my phone so they can keep tabs on me. You might want to tell your wife where you're going. At least, at least she's, she's aware. Okay. She's aware. She's she's got nine one one on speed dial. I don't, I don't need you happens. to get lost because I need to have somebody co-host next week. Actually, Ramel but might be able to stop up next week and host. If might you, need uh, you, Ramel. So if you get lost in the keep, shuffle, keep. I know it's late for you, but keep your Wednesday night <laughs> open. We might need you next week. But uh, but yeah. So after our break, I will be coming live from the bunker with Conspiracy Carl. So brace yourselves for that. I just want to warn you guys now. But back to the task at hand: the NBA playoffs. We're doing our picks. Let's get into the first round, shall we? Now, the 9-10 and 10 game up in the left corner there, the Pelicans and the Spurs, that one's about to tip off here in a little bit. I'm personally not picking them, either of those teams, to win one. So I, it, it means nothing, whoever wins You didn't wins have that the Pelicans game. going all the way? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fucked then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. So let's get right into it then. We will start up in the left corner with the Western Conference. We have the Phoenix Suns taking on the winner of the 
um, playing game Friday night. It'll be the Clippers against either the Pelicans or the Spurs. I'm going Suns. I mean, this is a pretty pretty easy one for me. Oh, yeah, I win Suns, too. I don't know how you'd not pick the Suns here. Next up, we have Dallas against Utah, the four and the five seed. Should be a really good series. I'm actually kind of intrigued by this one. Can Luka step up in the playoffs? He's kind of been, I won't say a choke artist, but he's not exactly known for doing anything in the playoffs. This was a hard one for me. Absolutely. Same with me. I, I took the Mavericks, but I took the Mavericks in a seven game. Like, I think it's going to go seven games. Uh, it's going to be a close one, but I took the Mavericks on this one. Yeah, for me, this one's kind of a coin flip. Uh, I'm with you. I, I didn't pick the number of games, but I could see it being a long series. Absolutely. And I, too, went with Dallas. Yeah, I think Luca's going to kind of put himself on the map. He I think needs to step up. I mean, he, he usually needs- has he has like a spurt where he'll look like the MVP. Right. And everyone's like, holy shit, can you give the MVP to Luca? Like he hasn't really won anything, but he plays so damn well. And then all of a sudden he has a month where you don't really hear about him because he takes a, it seems like he takes a month He's off. Such an amazing regular season ball player. Like he just does and great. A and lot then- of times it looks like he comes to the regular season a little out of shape every year. He does look so chunky. It, it takes chunky him a dude. little bit of time to get into the swing of things. And I think that's what hurts him in his bid to be an MVP. If he came into the, the beginning of the season as hot as he can get in the middle towards the end of the season, puts it all together for a full year. I mean, I'm not, I think we're talking MVP, possible actual playoff contender. He's got, or the, skills. Championship He's contender. got the skills. He can, he can shoot. Amazing can, basketball player. Great basketball player. But I agree with you. It's like half the season, he just takes it off. Almost. Yeah. Which in this day and age is very common with NBA players. I mean, you see it all, all yeah. around. How many times did, did what do they call that time management? Is that what they call it? Load management. Oh, yeah. Load management. Yeah. Okay. Rest games, things like that for players. And Luca, he, he puts on a load instead of taking load management. He just gains a bunch of weight, but he likes that pizza a little bit too much. Hey, more power to him. He, he finds a way to work it off. Unlike Zion Williamson, who eats all the pizza and watches his team oh, in the playoffs you, from home. You, you didn't see that video of him dunking recently on the very friendly bouncy floor. Oh, I thought you meant a donut. Oh no, no, he wasn't. He, he dunked the donut too. I just assumed but no, he was dunking he food. Just, he, he, they put a, he put a video on Instagram probably like three weeks ago of him, of him dunking with the ball between his legs and throwing it down. But he was on one of those um, rehab floors. You ever heard of these? They had like a little bounce to him. Yeah. So when he bounced, so he was basically first in the, thing uh, they called out was the floor gave a little bit. Did they do what was that league where they had like the trampoline ball? Oh my god, that was a, that was the best thing to watch ever. It was really great. I used Late to watch all the time. TV. I forgot what it was called. Um, I know, I know, slam ball, slam was it? ball, was it slam ball? Yeah. yeah. I know Doug Heffernan did it in an episode Abs- of King of Queens. Absolutely, that was the best late night. Just put it on and watch these guys. I loved dunking it. I honestly loved point, it. Throwing it. Oh, so basically, that's what Zion Williamson is. is absolutely, on. that's what he's okay. showing that he's got a hop still. Fair enough. Off a trampoline. Thanks for Mel. Yeah, I couldn't remember the fucking name of it. That was so cool. I used to watch the shit out of it. Um, so yeah, I, I went with Dallas also. So that'll do it for that top corner, bottom left here. This is where it gets a little tricky. You've got Golden State. They said Steph Curry is, is returning to practice soon. Does that mean he'll be ready for the game on, I, I forgot when they play, it's either Saturday or Sunday. Will he be ready? Who knows? However, I don't know if it makes a difference. I'm yeah. going Denver. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, there's Steph or no Steph. I still think they win that game. I so. think the Joker is going to put the Denver Nuggets on his back like he's done for the last how many years, and Denver's going to get this done. They're going to send Golden State home. Oh, wow. Never mind. I'm flipping because I took the Warriors here. Okay, fair enough. Kyle didn't even know who he was picking. No, <laughs> no, I thought you were going with the Warriors too. Like oh, no, 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 I said like Steph or no Steph. I said no. the Joker. No, I think I think the Warriors take this one easily. I think five games they win. So, wow, easily he said he's putting a stamp on mm-hmm. it. Remember, we have our first discrepancy, our first difference. Between oh no, I us. think the Warriors take this one. Even with Steph, even Steph sits out the first game or two. I think they have enough firepower to win these games. All right, well, those of you listening at home that know Kyle's track record in winning bets yeah. against me. <laughs> If you're into gambling, if you happen to know some websites where you can get away with it because it's not technically legal in Ohio, I use that term loosely, put a lot of money on the I'm Denver Nuggets. I'm pretty positive they're the favorites, too, in this series. 
the Warriors. Are. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically they're the three seed. Um, I don't know. I just think Jokic have... is gonna Jokic is gonna step it up. He always does. He's a hell of a player. Oh, he, I get that. I'm just saying. It's I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with the Nuggets. All right, that's one loss for you. Move on. Next up, <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, who won their playing game last night. To me, it doesn't even make a difference. Memphis is going to win the series relatively easier, easily. Mm. <laughs> You're going t- Timberwolves. Give me the Timberwolves, baby. I love the emotional playability this team has. I think they're just locked in. I think I think they take this one. All right. Uh, another another <laughs> questionable pick. And now, ladies and gentlemen, now you're starting to see why Kyle loses these bets because he makes some very bold decisions and they don't usually work in his favor. Hey, sometimes you just got to roll. But the hey, bets. hey, hey, you know, uh, what is it? Scared money ain't make no money or whatever. Absolutely. The saying is. You got to put it in the middle of win something. So it was okay. in a rap song or something. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. I don't know about this. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough <laughs> one. Hey, hey, hey. It's kind of funny because if I actually. Shh. Hand to God, I have I have Golden State winning, but just because when the show started, I was like, fuck it, I'm going oh, with my gut. Flipped, I'm going Denver. The script. All flipping right. it. I got it. Okay. Uh, next up, we'll move to the Eastern Conference where we have the number one Miami seed taking on either Atlanta or Cleveland. We'll find out on Friday. I feel like we're going to agree on all of these picks here. Yeah, the, the East is, is loaded. The East is tough. Uh, I don't think it matters who the eight seed is going to be. I think Miami's going to win that series, unfortunately. The Cavs did play them well in the regular season. However, a lot of those times it was without them having Jimmy Butler. He's a game changer. We're too banged up right now. I'm, I'm taking the heat. Yeah, no, Miami's And an even pick. if they play Atlanta, yeah, I think Miami's going to win that one pretty easily. Eric Spolstra's it, a, a hell of a coach. That team's got a lot of playoff experience. They were in the finals a few years ago against LeBron and the Lakers. Give me the heat. Yeah, I think the heat take this. Even against the Cavs, I think the Cavs maybe win one game against them. Um, but no, the Heat takes this one pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Raptors taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, which a lot of people think could be a trap series a little bit for the Sixers. They think the Raptors are going to play them really well, going to give them a little bit of fits. Uh, I disagree. I think the Sixers are going to win win this pretty easily. I think Joel Embiid, he's getting a lot of shit talked. There's a lot of people that are talking bad about him, saying that, you know, he, he he might win the MVP, but a lot of people don't like him and his attitude, this and that. That's why he doesn't win the MVP. They're going to give it to Giannis, et cetera, et cetera. I think Joel Embiid hears that, and he's going to shut a lot of people up. I'm going with the Sixers, and I think Embiid's going to dominate the series. I took the Sixers here too, but it was a little kind of – it was scary for me because there is a guy in the Sixers who's not fully vaccinated, so he won't be able to play in Toronto. And he's Correct. one of their best on-ball defenders they have. So – I, it, it was kind of like it made it kind of do. I mean, do they? Is it going to be a close series? But no, I ultimately I went to 76ers here too. Um, but that that is going to prove to be interesting, though. One uh, one quick off topic thing. I, I'm going to be pretty mad personally if Evan Mobley doesn't win Rookie of the Year. And, and it's not even me being biased because I'm a Cavs fan. It's just legitimately I've watched a lot of basketball this year. Evan Mobley's been the best rookie, most consistent all season, there's a lot of speculation that it could be going, the needle could be moving to Scotty Barnes a little bit because Scotty Barnes got his team into the actual playoffs as the five seed for the Toronto Raptors. They're saying he might get it, as could Cade Cunningham get a couple of votes, but the the Pistons were so bad. Cade Cunningham only played well for a month or two. For me, it's Evan Mobley. I don't even think it should be debated. No, I think, I mean, there's been writers and people out there who've statistically talked about that Evan Mobley is in conversations far greater than just rookie. Like, you know how you put like the, the asterisks of rookie next to a player's name. Yeah. Like he's in talks of like 
just defensive players, offensive player. Like he's being talked about compared to actual like veteran players with his stats he's throwing up. So it should be no question that he should win the rookie of the year, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, obviously it doesn't it shouldn't matter too much because it's it's just comparing things. Cause I mean, there were people that were comparing Baker to like Dan Marino or somebody like that because a couple of stats lined up. But there are some statistics that line up Evan Mobley with things he was doing that only a guy like Tim Duncan had done in the past. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's, it's yeah, like, that's, it's that's crazy. pretty good company. Don't get me wrong. Scotty Barnes, a hell of a player. Hell of a player, excuse me. Hell of a rookie season. Helped put the team on his back. Uh, Evan Mobley has played fantastic. I do agree him getting hurt did hurt him at the end there. Um, but he's young. He bounced back from his high ankle injury. He did miss a few games in the season too. But for the, the fact that the Cavaliers were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Right. They won over 20-plus games over what Vegas projected. I think showing that quick turnaround, don't get me wrong, I don't think a lot of people thought the the Raptors were going to be good this year either, but they did just win a championship a couple of years ago. They have a lot of the core people in place somewhat. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard was the whole reason they won that championship, but still, I don't know. For me, I just feel like Evan Mobley put up a more consistent season for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, I mean, you're talking about these other rookies as their rookie season. I think Evan Mobley's head and shoulders above where they are right now. And he's only going to get better once he puts more muscle and more meat on those bones and, 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 and this kind of perfects his, his craft. It's, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. I look at it too, is I think a lot of people are seeing what Scotty Barnes has done lately. Whereas Evan Mobley started off as such a good rookie. I, I think that shouldn't be overlooked. That's a good question. Lee. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but he, that, that shouldn't be overlooked that he started the season off so well because it takes a lot of rookies a long time to get right. adjusted to the NBA especially a guy like Evan Mobley. I remember when we drafted him, I think I was one of the first people to say it. I said, this kid needs to put on some weight. He's yeah. a project. It's going to take a little bit of time. And he proved me completely wrong. And he was great from the get-go. He did some things that we weren't expecting, that Cavs were winning games. He was playing great. I think that goes a long way. I think they have to look at the full the full season. You can't just look at the last month. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. Uh, either way, great season for the Cavaliers. To answer Lee's question, he said, do we look at it as a failure if they lose on Friday? And no. And here's my explanation on that. A, they won 20-plus games over what they were supposed to anyway. Dealt with a shitload of injuries. I mean, look, just go through the lineup of how many guys they missed. You lose Colin Sexton early in the season. You lose Ricky Rubio, the heart and soul of the team. Jared Allen for most of the year. Not a huge piece, but big enough. Dean Wade they lost for the season. Um, Mobley, in crunch time over the last few weeks, got hurt when we needed him most. We needed to win some games. I also look at, too, if we lose... We're in the the uh, the lottery for the draft. Yeah, which is crazy to think. The first about. round pick we traded for Karis Levert is lottery protected. Yes. So if we lose, we get a lottery draft pick. If we win, we're in the playoffs. That's a win win for me. If I'm yeah. as a Cavs fan, it's just crazy to think how that works, though. But it, it's crazy. But no, I love I, the NBA and the way that you can structure a trade. I but agree. No, I, they had a really good season. We both talked about going into this in our show many months ago that we did not think the Cavs are going to win much of anything and they'd be lucky to sniff anything as was of like a winning season. And I think halfway through, we're both like, what the hell's going on? Who I mean, is when, this Cavs when team? they made a bunch of trades, I remember you and I were talking, we're going, well, what are they going to do with, with Kevin, Dur uh, Kevin Love? Yeah. Is he even going to be on the team? We thought he was gone. We thought he was and sure he, he's gone. legitimate contender for six man of the year. He, he probably won't get it, but he's a legitimate contender. He for bought it. into the team. He bought into what they were doing. Yep. He bought into the coaching. He he's shown like he's that, that go-to veteran, which has made this team kind of rally around him and, and this entire, I, I'm beyond excited for what this team is now and what they could be going into the years. Yeah. My best best calf season in almost 20 years, basically. Since Absolutely. LeBron. It's, Since LeBron. it's, it's the first time we've made it to the playoffs. 
That's um, one thing that sucks about being this fucking play in tournament. Yeah, we're they the don't consider it. Any other year, we're a playoff team. Right. But uh, no, I'm I'm really curious to see what happens next year. My biggest question is what they're going to do with Sexton going into next season. Get more into that later, I'm sure. But I'm just really curious to see what they do with him. I mean, at this point, I think you have to try to retain him. I mean, we'll get into it. We have a long offseason to get to talk about it all. But my my thoughts would be that the Karis LeVert trade didn't work. You, you We haven't gotten what we wanted out of Karis LeVert. It, it hasn't gone as well. As, yeah, I was as really surprised by that. Which is a shame. It's unfortunate. He bought in. Nothing against Karis LeVert. Just not a fit. Sometimes guys just aren't fits. I do think a guy like Colin Sexton coming off the bench would be head and shoulders better than having a guy like Karis LeVert. I think we do have Karis LeVert for one more year, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe you keep Sexton, you try to move Levert, or, you know, I, at this point, I hated him for the last couple of years because we sucked. I don't like losing. However, I have a newfound respect for Kobe Altman. I trust his vision, and I think he's going to do what's best for the team. But again, we'll talk about it in, in and more detail. we both questioned Kobe Altman a while ago. I did. I, I was, he was, I was the right fit. I was ready to say he should be fired. I don't disagree. This has been a hell of a season for this very young team. Future is so bright. We're going to need shades. I may not be a fan of the sport, but it's been a fun ride. Absolutely. I mean... Watching the Cavs this season has been, for me, as a, as a sports fan, it's been must-watch. must, must watch. Right. There's a lot of times Agreed. over the last few years where the Cavs are playing, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll, let's watch something else. Now I've been dialed in. Uh, playing tournament is dumb. I don't like it. They were, uh, they weren't if they don't have to play, and Levert can be a fit next year. Coming in midseason is a disadvantage. Absolutely. And, I, you know, again, we have him for another year, so I, I trust Kobe Altman to do the right thing with Karis Levert and make it work. But um, here's what I think about the trade, the, the play-in thing, is I, it sucks because you're gassing these – lower seed teams to go up against these one, two seats, which is, it sucks because you're setting up ultimately for failure. And I fully disagree with Mike there where he said, we don't need Sexton um, trade him for a sharpshooter. Colin Sexton can be a sharpshooter. Colin Sexton can hit a lot of shots, which is something the Cavaliers do not have. We don't have anybody off the bench to consistently hit shots. You have Kevin Love who, who does a great job, but he's, we need a guy who can make his own shot, a guy who can dribble, that's Colin Sexton to a T, who can play a little bit of defense. Colin Sexton is sorely missed on this team this year. Trust me. Do who you think has more value, uh, him or Levert? Sexton or Levert? Yeah, I mean, if we were to trade one of them, personally, I think Sexton. So do you think? If, so if that's the case, do you think we should trade Sexton to get more out of it versus trading uh, Levert? Um, we only have Levert for what? What two more seasons? I think we just have him for one more one, yes. next year. Okay. So I mean, honestly. I would like to try to keep Levert if possible because the way the NBA works is you can overpay to keep your current roster, and right. I think Dan Gilbert's going to be willing to do that to keep a guy like Colin Sexton. It really just depends on what you get offered for Sexton. I'm I'm curious to see what his trade value is going to be coming off a significant knee injury that cost him damn near the whole season because I, I wonder if that's going to make teams really offer you less, but you are looking at a guy that's only been in the league for like four years now. Yeah, and I think technically three, I guess, because he's he missed one with an injury. And I hate saying it, I think the injury helped us have the ability to keep him because it's it, it not I mean it lowered his value a little bit but it also made him kind of sit back and see how this team is and what JB's kind of creating in Cleveland right and gives him the chance to say you know what I want to be part of that so whatever Absolutely. I need to do I'll do is it coming off the bench sure am I running the second team on this offense absolutely am I coming in and playing side side of um Garland I can do that too I think right. it might be a benefit for that and we might get him for a cheaper value than we would have if he had played the entire season not hurt that's what I'm hoping for too and I also hope that maybe he would take like a hometown discount to kind of reprove it doesn't have to be a long-term deal obviously that would be ideal but if he if he stayed for two years and it was relatively cheap I'm all for it um and I also think Mike I, I trust JB Bickerstaff to do what's best for the team 
And I think guys buy in. I think he he is a coach's or a player's coach. And I don't think Sexton would have deterred or derailed Darius Garland's season really at all. I think they would have found a way to make it work. I'm not I'm not really worried about that at all. For me, it's again, I just need a guy coming off the bench that's going to hit some shots because right now Karis LeVert's not doing that. And I watched the Nets game and it was, it was pissing me off because you see most of the Cavs were lining up around the perimeter with the second unit. And a lot of them weren't taking shots. Right. Karis LeVert would get the ball at the wing and kind of a, kind of a wide open shot. Kind of just, and then pass he would dribble into the paint to try to create a shot for somebody else. And guys weren't hitting shots while we're here. I meant to do this. I meant to write this down. I forgot. I know he listens to the show. Isaac Okoro hit a fucking shot. You were a top five draft pick and you had zero <laughs> points last night in the playing game. Are you shitting me? I could probably score a bucket in the NBA and I'm not even that good. I, I have a little bit of height. I could score maybe one basket. I could get fouled at least and hit a free throw. Isaac Okoro had zero points. He was a starter. We only have five of them on the court. Five starters. You had zero points. I believe he had one rebound, two assists, three fouls, zero points. Something like that was his box score. Yeah, that move from JB to Rondo was was could could have because that's the other thing too is he knew Okoro was having a terrible night. I won't even say an off night because if you look at Okoro's numbers as of late. They've been putrid. He had a terrible night. Yeah. And uh, he only played 13 minutes, but he was a starter. So that, again, shows you the position we're in. I think if we had uh, Colin Sexton, Sexton would be playing for Okoro, and I think they could make that work together. I I love Okoro's defense. I love his ability to slow people down, and that's what he's good for. But you're right, man. He can't fucking hit anything right now. When you you have zero points in the play-in game, arguably the biggest game of the season at that point, and then – you're a guard, so you're covering guys like Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving shoots 100% leading into halftime. Right. You are not helping the team at all. You are hurting and, everybody and, and around you. that's the thing, you. too, that Okoro was, like, was relying on like a double team, like setting traps at the top of the key against Kyrie. But here's the issue. Kyrie is one of the best dribblers slash ball handlers in the league. He's going to get through those traps. He's going to get yeah. through those picks. He's going he's gonna to score on you no matter what. We, we run a weird zone with two guys at the top. So it's a guard and then Evan Mobley. Right. Because Evan Mobley is very mobile, but he's tall. So he makes it harder for the guard if there's a switch to see the whole court. I won't get into details and bore everybody, but it's a really good defensive strategy that Bickerstaff has. It's just Kyrie was lights out yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not knocking a curl for his defensive efforts. I will give, I mean, nothing you could do. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are unstoppable beasts. We all know that they did their thing. However, zero points in a play-in tournament is fucking pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, I will right. say Kyrie. <clears throat> excuse me, Kyrie does uh, like show up in big games. Um, so absolutely, I, we saw the, the the championship three that he hit. I mean that 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 will forever be one of the greatest shots I've ever seen. And yeah, fuck Kyrie though. I hate him. <laughs> but I mean, he has yeah, nobody likes clutch. Kyrie. But- and again, he's got that chip on his shoulder against Cleveland. So for him, I saw him hit that shot before halftime. He looked right at the Cavs players. He's talking shit right to him. And I was like, man, he feels so good right now. Like yeah, you, you can't, just tell. You can just down. tell. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving back to the tournament, though, we uh, we both took the Sixers. Now we go down a little bit. We have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are kind of limping their way into the playoffs. They are struggling as of late, and I think the Bucks are going to make quick work of them. I'm going Milwaukee. Yeah, I took the Bucks here too. And then you have Boston against the Nets, the two against the seven. Now this is an this is an interesting one because you have the Nets who we saw last night. They have their flaws. Kyrie and Kevin Durant had to play damn near perfect basketball, and they still barely beat an injury ridden Cavaliers. Yep. To me, that just shows you who the Nets are as a team. They don't play any defense. They still really don't have an identity. 
it's kind of like let Kyrie and Durant just do whatever the fuck they want, hope for the best. That's not going to win you a seven-game series against a team as talented as the Boston Celtics. So I'm going with the Celtics. I think it's going to be – I don't think it's really going to be that close. No, I, I took the Celtics here too. Also, they kind of gave him a little bit of uh, bulletin board material last night too after that post-game interview. Brown yeah. on the uh, the Nets kind of said something about the guy being injured from uh, the Celtics. And you, you, I'm sure you heard Durant kind of like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. Let's, yeah. let's not give him more material than they need. But, yeah, no, I think the Celtics – And he's not wrong, wrong, honestly. Um, But that should be an interesting series. But what would you say, Ramel? I'm sorry. I didn't see it. What do we got? That just shows you how the Cavs really are as a team. I agree completely. Yeah, as I said when we first started – Kudos to the Cavaliers for showing heart. Darius Garland put the team on his back. Um, yeah, the net, 30, the Nets, 34 points. He tied Kyrie. The, the Nets had a great strategy. It was have Andre Drummond kind of beat up on Evan Mobley, get him into foul trouble, and they did that, and that hurt. I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I wish it wasn't the case, but unfortunately, that's what happened. Oh, yeah, we got the phone number. I forgot about that. I always forget about the number. One of these days, I'm going to remember. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fitz bin, Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning Service, LLC Hotline, 440 444 Seven two five one. Give us a call if you'd like. But again, my rules for phone calls. Let's be quick. <laughs> I got a show that I'm trying to do. I got a damn damn near time to the minute. Look at all the shit I got to talk about today. I got to go to a fucking bunker in about twenty minutes. I got a lot going on here. So if you're gonna call, please be quick. But I appreciate it if you do call. Um, calling in. If you guys do it consistently, and we can get some good calls in all the time. We are gonna start the trivia. We getting the call right now. Are we really? That was quick. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do busting balls, our trivia. So as long as we get consistent calls, we'll start doing some trivia and come up with some questions. So let's go ahead and go to the call. Caller, please be quick. Hello. <laughs> Is it Jess? It might be. <laughs> it might be. We have a mystery caller. Tell him it's a mystery caller. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Conspiracy Carl's wife, I think, <laughs> calling from an undisclosed location. She won't give her name. She is uh, anonymous. How are you doing tonight, anonymous? All right. How are you guys? Not too bad. Are you watching the NBA play-in game right now, anonymous? <laughs> well, I just, I'm, I'm taking in some stuff from other people around me, and we just need to discuss something, so. Okay. I- First of all, Pearl Brandon and Bobby Sarah, Dave. What? You sound like an old lady if you're talking about Brandon, Terrell Brandon. That's Terrell. before my time. Well, <laughs> there's two guards who just smashed together and didn't work, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, back in the 90s. <laughs> you're really aging that group you're sitting around right now. Yeah. Sounds like you have like a 50-year-old woman sitting next to you and like a 60-year-old guy. Tell him I said hi, well, Bobby. Yeah, uh, also. Oh, she wants Sexton out. Wow. This is the most sports talk I've heard out of this woman's mouth before. This is great. <laughs> Kyle, well, we don't know who this well, woman like I said, is. I, I had some help talking, yeah. but... I think, it, considering she went right to a Sexton trade, I think I know who's in her ear. Maybe, I, it could be a relative, even. It might be a could relative. could be a relative. I don't want to... I don't want to play detective here or anything, but I think it could be a relative. <laughs> what, what other hot takes do you have, anonymous caller, from un, undisclosed locations? I mean, I'm just saying, I like, I like sex and a ton, so we're all good to go. <laughs> hey, that kind hot of works. take. I don't your, think they could put those on T-shirts. But your the husband is a lucky, lucky guy. You might be getting a call from the Cavaliers <laughs> marketing team. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank okay. you, Anonymous. Thank Thanks, you for the call. Thanks, Anonymous woman. 
So you to uh, Bye. thank you. See ya. So to answer Ramel's question about the trivia, so we want to do trivia <laughs> questions and winner gets a talking about ball sticker. I had him on the show last week. I forgot to bring him this week, but uh, that's going to be a thing we're going to go with for the future. So we'll, we'll get more into that once we get the, uh, the punishment figured out for the basketball bracket. Cause again, I think we One have two step options. At a time. We're going to make that a poll on Facebook. You guys can obviously vote in the comments as well. Uh, I think I know which way it's going to lean, but we're going to do either a taser. Oh, that's just, that just got in, thrown in, huh? Yeah, All we're right. doing it. Taser, taser, we're doing jelly beans. Taser or disgusting jelly beans eaten on air. You guys vote. Oh, we'll make God it a poll question. Damn. We'll do it. So that's a two, huh? I think that's going to do it. Just yeah. fucking throw the jelly beans out because you know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we, I like to have options. I think I know which way it's going to go, but I like to have options. Uh, why not get tased while eating jelly beans? No, that's even, but you have to eat the nasty jelly beans. With Tim, how about you shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> This is why we have Tim because he comes up with <laughs> glorious ideas like that. We need, I like that a lot. How many how many jelly beans can you put in your mouth while you're getting tased? If that doesn't <laughs> if the taser doesn't make you shit your pants, the jelly beans will. So it's kind of a win win. It's a double edged sword. For get the one loser. of those like get one of those like sour milk jelly beans while you're getting tased. I'm all Good. for it. We are getting another caller here on a trash bin. Here we cleaning go. Services. We're on a roll. I feel like it's another anonymous. This call. This phone bill is going to be through the fucking roof. Hello, caller. You're on with talking about balls. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, man? What's going on? How what's you up? doing, man? Um, what's up, buddy? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm lo- loving the show so far. Thanks, dude. All right. Um, first things first, I do not agree with that 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 female uh, course call that we just had. <laughs> I honestly don't think you get rid of Sexton. I don't think you get rid of anybody. I think you keep the team together. As we saw all season before the injuries, there was a lot a lot of chemistry, and I think it could work. Uh, she brought up Terrell Brandon and Bob Sura. Like, that was apples and oranges. <laughs> I was like, in diapers was, back then. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I, but what, I get then. what she was saying. I get what, yeah, I get what she was saying, but the problem with that is neither one of them wanted to be the leader of the team. They just wanted to play. And you could tell by body language back then. If you go back and look at some of those games, it was like, Neither one of them could take over a game. They just knew how to manage it. And yeah, with Sexton and Garland, either one of them can take over a game. We saw Garland last night with the Nets, almost single-handedly brought the Nets, uh, brought the Cavs back against the Nets. So we see who the potential leader is, but you know, we haven't had a dynamic duo since maybe Brad Doherty and Mark Price. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's been a long been. time. Shout out to my yeah, uncle Mark have, Price. I mean, yeah, yeah you, you have, you're exactly you right. Have LeBron, this, this team but is, LeBron didn't have a tag partner. Right. That makes any sense. Oh, of course. Yeah, we talked about that on Saturday about how LeBron was kind of given a raw deal, especially his first time here in <laughs> Cleveland. Um, this current unit, though, they know Darius Garland is the, the best player on the team. They they feed off of him, but they also feed off of each other, and that's what I like about it. They're a very tight and unit. That, and that's the beauty of it. It's yeah, so nice. That. They they're so yeah, they give the ball to whoever. They don't care who scores as long as somebody scores. Seeing a guy like Laurie Markkinen hit a huge shot, come back, and the whole bench is waiting for him to hug him and embrace him, I and they're know all he loving it. Shoot threes, to be honest. Oh, that, oh, was, he, that was a big thing in Chicago. For yeah, him. he's a sharpshooter when he when he's feeling it. It's crazy. He's but, not afraid to pull it. But I mean, this team that JB's built, the the mindset that he's built in this team, everyone's bought in, and that's why they are where they are. Yeah. I mean, if you had one person that's like all about me then this would not work. Everyone's buying in that team mentality and it starts at the coach. It goes to the veterans, Kevin Love, we talked about him yeah. buying into it and kind of preaching that to the rest of the team. 
dude, I love how this team is right now. And I, I don't, I don't agree. I, I don't disagree. We don't need to trade sex. And I think it, I'm cur- I'm, I'm more curious than anything to see what a team looks like with him next year in this rotation. Absolutely. Yeah. Dave, you know, Dave just commented. And, he's got a great point. Like I said earlier, it's a win-win actually, for the Cavs. It actually brings up the question for me. What does this team look like with a healthy Garland and Sexton on the same court and how does Sexton bounce back? Because everybody's, you know, everybody's saying trade him, trade him. Why? I, I what, agree. What, outside of the injury, what reason do you have to trade him? And this is what gets me about the draft and the aftermath of the draft. Like, in football, yeah, it's different. You know, players do need time to develop body-wise and everything like that. But this is basketball. You throw these guys on the court now because they're ready. But you still have to wait till the chemistry is there. And nobody fan-wise has waited till the chemistry is there. If chemistry between Garland and Sexton is fantastic, why do you get rid of him? I agree. I mean, I think they, they, both, they both can score. What's hurting the team right now, obviously, is we're, we're missing some talented players due to injuries. So imagine a exactly. guy like imagine a guy like Colin Sexton, who's very talented. If he were healthy, the level that it would take this team to. I mean, you can't have enough talented players on a young team. And I, I, I'm with you. It, why why get rid and, of a guy? And for those that are watching, because I know I've, I've sat with I've sat with uh, Justin. I just want to think about this for those watching. Are we just talking about the Cavs in the play-in if nobody got hurt? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no they're nobody got hurt. Yeah, we're in the playoffs. We're, playoffs, we're waiting yeah. for Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Saturday honestly, or Sunday. Honestly, and that, that's what I want people to understand. Honestly, if Allen doesn't get hurt, if Sexton doesn't get hurt, LaVert doesn't get hurt for those two games, I honestly think, and this is just me, I think that we're either division champs or we're sitting at the fourth seed with a home playoff series. Absolutely. I mean, uh, what, two months ago, give or take, we were talking about the Cavs yes. being in the top four. Yes. That Allen injury we were close to the us. one seed. I mean, yeah, injuries just riddled us. It, it ruined the season. For I the think most they part. could have they could have waded the water with without Allen getting hurt and anyone else getting hurt. But the Allen injury, that's what yeah, that was the us killer. right there. All right, Ramel, I appreciate the call. We're going to move on if you don't mind. We're running a little behind. Oh, my bad, man. Go ahead. Man. No, no, you're, you're good, cool, man. man. I appreciate the call. Anytime, Thank you so man, much, dude. Buddy, yeah, you're welcome call. on here anytime. Anytime. We're going to have to figure that out because Wednesday night is. It's, it's a little late. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, we're going to move on to the Guardians really quick. Just want to quickly touch base with them. The season just started. The guards? Steven Kwan. Kwan. Hit the Kwan, buddy. Or is it too early to say he's the MVP? Dude, what a fucking player he is. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he's great. He's, he's looked, he was the guy that I talked about last week who I didn't even know his fucking name. I was calling him Kwan or something. like. Yeah. Or no, I was saying, I forgot what I was like. I said the wrong you name. Said something, but and yeah. uh, our friend Greg was like Stephen Kwan. I'm like, that's it. He's I like, knew he, who I was talking and about. When, and Greg even said, "Hell of a baseball player." I think then he we should have listened. I mean, the 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 Ter- Tito Francona and a bunch of the the upper management people when they tried to hype this guy up to the fans, nobody wanted to hear it because they're saying he's not going to hit for power. And obviously, chicks dig the long ball. That's what baseball is all Absolutely. about. You want to see home runs. Hit the home run. You have Jose Ramirez for that. So Stephen Kwan is a contact hitter. Today he swung and missed at a pitch. For the first time in his career, oh my god! In Major League Baseball it was 116 pitches. He had he made contact, or it was a ball that 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 has or it was a called strike, obviously. Week, but he never swung and tomorrow. missed. And I mean, this this guy's on fire. I mean, he just swung and missed. Yeah, I said that right. Swung, okay. yeah, you said it right. Yeah, swung sounded and all missed. fucked up in my head when he I struck said out. It. Is that what it is? No, 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 I don't think he struck out. I oh, think he, he just swung he and missed. He didn't have contact on yeah. the ball. Got it. Okay. 
But I mean, he's, he's he's knocking RBIs and he's getting base hits. He's putting he's sacrificing. He's putting the ball out there. He's doing everything you want of a baseball player. I, I knew nothing about this guy before the season. Same with me. And the fact that he's in our lineup, I'm I'm a huge fan. I and, did a little digging, and he's a consistent upper 280 to 300 hitter in the minor leagues. He's just a great contact hitter. He's got a great eye for the ball. He had a, a hilarious quote. They asked him about how he makes such great contact, and he said, "I remember being a little kid, and when I struck out, it made me cry. And I thought, I don't really want to cry anymore." So he just goes up there and makes contact with the ball. And I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound like every draft uh, analyst that does the, the the typical white wide receiver compare them to a Julian Edelman or a Wes Welker. That's racist. However, I do see a lot of Ichiro in him, with just in terms of how he can get hit, get contact and get That's on base. Racist too. And Ichiro was never a power hitter. It just to me, it reminds me. It's so similar of a guy that when he's up there, you have a really good chance that he's going to get on base. Yeah, he's not the speed threat that Ichiro, Ichiro was, but I mean, he he makes contact, and that's just something that's so valuable in baseball. If when, you, when did we sign him? When we, we drafted him? Yeah, right? he's been in our minor league system for years. So it just shows you like the money. I love the movie Moneyball. I think as a, as an Indians fan, Guardians fan, whatever, it taught me about a cheap team, how they try to build, and I love the movie. And it just, it was all about getting on base. On yeah. base percentage was key. And Stephen Kwan gets on base like a motherfucker. So I Crazy. love it. Nobody likes to cry. That's why I love that. That's such a great line. He's like, I remember being a kid. I cried. I don't like crying. So I stopped doing it. I stopped striking <laughs> out. What a way to do it. Uh, so we're going to move on from the Guardians really quick. I just wanted to touch base. It's early in the season. They're winning some games. They're scoring some runs. But again, one, it's one super again, early. again today. We've played the Royals and the Reds, two of the bottom tier teams in baseball right now. Again, it's early. Pump the brakes. I think Friday this weekend series is going to be a real test because the Giants are kind of a really good team. So, I mean, they were close to being in the World Series last year. So, take it for what it's worth. And in the and the, sorry, Guardians never start off strong, anyways. I mean, they're they're always kind of a get it going to an slowly. extent. I mean, the one the one saving grace we mentioned it last week, talking about a little bit of a preview for them. As long as you have Tito Francona, that guy is again with JB Bickerstaff. People listen. They they yeah. they work with Tito Francona. So. I'm excited to see how this team plays out. I mean, so far they've already exceeded my expectations on the season. They've already they've already won more games than I thought they would. No, I'm just kidding, but it's, uh, it's it is early. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what we were going to have the the least amount of wins in baseball history. Um, and the Browns had a signing this week. They of course decided to take a little bit of pressure off of everybody hating on Deshaun Watson, and they went with another person that's hated by a lot of people in the world, and that is of course Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, we, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm here. Somebody's in my ear. They're saying that's Josh Dobbs. I thought it was Jada Pinkett. Sorry, everybody. I got that mistaken. You better calm down before Will Smith walks through this studio and slaps the shit out of you. I actually, I'll admit, I used that joke on Saturday on 4th and 15 with Ramel, and it fucking killed. So I was like, I'm using it on talking about balls, too. So I double dipped in a, with a joke that I don't normally do. You never but I had double to do dip. It. That's crazy. I don't. I'm an original kind of person, but I had to say it twice because you guys didn't hear it. So that's I'm okay hilarious. with it. So nice. Had to say it twice. In my opinion, it's it's a whole new audience. So I'm going to say it twice. But uh, but yes, the the, the Brown sign serious condition. You should apologize for that. I'll uh, <laughs> think about it later. Alapisha. <laughs> but they did sign him. He is now going to be our probable third quarterback if he even makes the final roster. Um, and again, it's just more writing on the wall that Baker Mayfield's time in Cleveland is done. For any fan out there that thinks otherwise, what are you talking about? Why do you think that that's going to be a thing? Why do you think Baker Mayfield's still here? He's he's gone. If the second they can get rid of him, he's out of here. Josh Dobbs just goes to further prove that he is now the third quarterback the Browns have acquired in the offseason. 
I looked up his career stats just for fun, just because I think he's played in what uh, six games. Yeah, he's, he's one for six, one interception, and a uh, uh, I think a fifty-four percent uh, completion percentage. He's a journeyman quarterback. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't even be surprised. I would assume if practice Dobbs... a practice squad if Deshaun doesn't get um, uh, suspended. Uh, but if he is playing full season, he's a practice squad quarterback. So. If if he even makes the team, honestly, he uh, he could he could get cut. They, I, I still expect the Browns to draft a guy, maybe bring in an undrafted free agent. They're going to get somebody extremely young, and they're going to work with that. So, again, Dobbs, nice signing. I don't think it's really newsworthy. I just had the Jada Pinkett joke, so I wanted to throw it in there. Uh, normally, oh, I that's what it was. You set yourself up for the joke. Normally, I wouldn't talk about a third stringer, but uh, it's a quarterback, kind of relevant, because speaking of quarterbacks that don't have a long career in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, he did it. He did the podcast. That's how I felt. That picture of him is how I felt after listening to it. Cause I was like, what the fuck did I just hear? First and foremost, as, as a guy who hosts the podcast for years, I like to think we do a pretty good job. That show Baker was on. I forgot the name of it. I'm, it does, it's irrelevant. That show fucking sucked. It really just wasn't even entertaining. It's just like three frat bros sitting around shooting the shit. It wasn't good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you, I, I, I listened to like 15 minutes and I was like, holy oh, shit. I, this I is so to, bad. I listened to the whole thing. I put on at work because I had shit to get through today. So I put on in the background and listened to the whole thing. The first hour and 15 minutes were just history of college and walking on. And I think half that shit was just fabricated. And then he talked about his, his arrest in 2018 and what it was for and stuff like that. And he tried to make some jokes about it. And then the last 15 to 20 minutes were actually the most interesting part because it talked about this year. Yeah. So uh, as like I said last year. week, when, when Kyle and I talked about what we expected the podcast to be about, I had mentioned that I expected it to be Baker playing the victim, Baker trying to get Cleveland fans on his side, Baker trying to play the woe is me card. He was dealt a raw deal in Cleveland. It's not fair, blah, blah, blah. Baker came off, in my opinion, as a very, very huge whiny bitch in this, in this podcast. Well, don't hold back. What else do you feel? He complained about everything. If you listen to how we talked about his college career, he just, he sounds like the kind of guy that just thinks he's great. Oh, the, the, the you're talking about the part where he said, oh, we were starting five and zero underneath me when I, yeah, he's like, we were five and zero, and then I just expect it's, I expect it's my to starting go back. job when I come back. Absolutely. Like, he didn't do it. So he's the kind of guy that just, he, he can't deal with criticism. He can't deal with any type of obstacle in his way. He thinks everything should kind of be given to him. And instead of actually, this is a thing that I used to talk to you about on the show all the people that always said, oh, well, when Baker's back's against the wall, when Baker's got something to prove, he, he, he goes out there and balls out. He never has done that. Everyone just makes it up in their fucking mind that he did that. He I never buy, did it. I'm buying the shirt that says Boulder on my shoulder because that was talked about twice today in the yeah. podcast. It, Great it, quote, Baker. He really did try to just come out and make himself marketable because he's probably losing a ton of sponsorships because there's no progressive at home because right now Baker's basically homeless. Nobody wants him. I feel like it's a, that's a commercial in itself. Yeah, it should be a commercial of Deshaun Watson moving into Cleveland Brown Stadium and Baker Mayfield moving out. I, I, I should, would I would watch that on a loop for like a couple of days probably. So to, just to be honest, I mean, that's to spend too much time on it. I honestly, this, this is fully what we both expected. It yeah. really wasn't that interesting. I mean, I think I heard two or three times these guys talking about how Baker's balls were literally hanging out of his shorts while they were recording. Yeah, like they were trying to be funny, and they're like, oh, this camera angle, your balls are hanging out, like, Baker. Balls are showing, Baker. Um, but it really was nothing interesting. It, I mean, we, we nothing juicy, nothing – it was nothing Browns bashing. He, he hit the, all the key points. I yeah. felt disrespected. I've gone through four coaches and multiple coordinators. He took jabs at ownership. Yeah. He took jabs at the coaching staff. He took jabs at teammates and, and fellow players. But and all it, these jabs he's done before. It was right, nothing, it's, it's nothing, it was new. nothing new. So It was – he said, you know, a, a typical quarterback goes into the locker room, busts his ass, gets earns the respect of the players. Right. That's how you earn the locker room, and he's like – 
some guys just can't control a locker room and I'm looking forward to the next place to get, you know, whatever. He's basically calling out Stefanski saying Kevin Stefanski can't control the locker room. Right. It was embarrassing. Baker's just making a fool of himself at this point. Uh, unfortunately for, for any Baker honk out there, and I, I can't believe I've had to defend this. <laughs> Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield by a fucking mile. So for any fan out there that doesn't understand this move from a from a business standpoint, this makes the Browns so much better. It was a no-brainer decision for the Browns to do it. The fact that Baker can't grasp why the Browns would do this, why they would hurt him like that and tell him, we're only going to get rid of you if we get a better quarterback, and he's shocked that they did that. I don't understand how he's acting surprised at this point. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't impressed. I listened to the whole thing, unfortunately, and I, I lost an hour and a half of my life. I'll so I back. listened to like the first 10 to 15 minutes and I was bored out of my fucking mind. Honestly, it was just a really, again, to those guys, if you ever hear this podcast, I don't even know your names. I don't know the name of the show. Stop doing podcasts. Your show sucks. It's very bad. It's unlistenable. I got really bored. I ended up asking people on Twitter. I'm like, where does it get juicy? And they said around the 52 minute mark. And I went noted, scrolled right to the 52 minute mark then. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't tolerate this anymore. It was fucking unbearable. Yeah, no, I think I texted you and said 25 minutes left is when they actually started talking about anything relevant to Baker. But yeah, it was, even then it was nothing, nothing worth even really getting into. I'm a little bummed because I was hoping that this was going to be like a fucking blockbuster, huge event. And then we'd come out here and we would spend most of the hour and a half of our show talking about this podcast, but it was kind of uneventful, right? It was everything we expected. Nothing juicy. The one thing that I did hear him say, though, that I'm kind of curious about because I bet it will be extremely fabricated and, and, and one-sided is he said one day when his book comes out. <laughs> so he's got it in his mind. I don't know if he's actually he, started he, or if he's just kind of saying that loosely, but he mentioned something about a book. Do you think him and Hugh Jackson are working on a book together? Yeah, and it's projected to come out in the year 2090. So <laughs> buckle up for that one. Go ahead and head on Amazon. Pre-order it today. It'll be out in about... 70 years based on Hugh Jackson's book deal so far. It just won't come out. Um, while we're on the NFL though, we are going to do our team needs because we're going to be in the bunker with conspiracy. Carl in a little bit, his people, I hear him coming up the stairs, but we got it. They're going to let us do the segment before we go to break here. So let's get right down to it. As we did last week, we did the AFC and NFC North. We went over every team and we, we said each team's draft pick who they need holes. They got to fill, et cetera, et cetera. Not a mock draft by any stretch. We'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. The best mock draft in Northeast Ohio will be coming from talking about balls on 427, I think is the date, that Wednesday night. What's that? The Wednesday night before the draft is yes. the 27th. Yes. So that night will be our official mock draft night. Tune in for that. Can't miss it. And then you get flown off to another destination on the 28th. And then I leave for Vegas first thing in the morning. Um, but yeah, so this isn't the mock draft. This is just us going over with who we think they might take. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what we're going to pick for the mock, but it's just what, build they, up to the draft. what they actually need. We're just trying to fill everybody in on some teams. So we're going to start with the NFC. So if you could cue that up for us, Tim, I would appreciate it. And we are going to start, of course, in alphabetical order with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Kyle, start us off. What do they call them on the, on the uh, Renegades? The Death Blue Star? Is that what they call them? I honestly don't I, remember. I it's something no like idea. that. I know, I know Anyways. Washington, you have to call them like the, the, the drug lords or the something like the drug cartel. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nicknames. I'm still learning. I don't, I'm just trying to learn the... Uh, the uh, the anchor of this 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 radio station's uh, nicknames for teams. All I right. can't even remember the, to, to talk about the phone number most weeks, so I'm not going to remember the nicknames for other yeah. teams. My memory is shit. We're so. getting old. Um, so Dallas Dallas Cowboys. Uh, my three things I need. They need offensive line. They got they got to protect Dak. Um, they got to replace a receiver who we have on our team, 
And I think they need some more help on defense, specifically on the edge. I think they need to get an edge rusher in there to help them. Um, they got a great linebacker. I think the edge is the next next thing to help that defense kind of lock some teams down. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the same ballpark. So the Dallas Cowboys have the uh, 24th overall pick this year. They did make the playoffs, but of course they had. I was correct. Jack Prescott's uh, infamous scramble up the middle with the clock <laughs> expiring. I still, it was, still it a head was, scratcher. It was chef's kiss clock management. It really was. It just further proves the love for the Dallas Cowboys everybody has to hate on them. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I have wide receiver and defensive line because they could use a defensive tackle because their run defense sucks. They could use a defensive end because they lost Randy Gregory to the Broncos. Yep. Wide receiver, they lost two of them. They lost Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper in one offseason. Offensive line, absolutely they could use because they did release Lyle Collins. However, the rest of the offensive line is good enough to where I think they could get somebody later and just plug them in as a right tackle. You don't need to, I don't think they'll use a first round pick on it, but you never know with Dallas. I think they're going to try to, they're in a win now mode. And I think another position would be a greater value to them. Right. So yeah, we are uh, on the same page there. Next, we will go to the New York football giants and I'll start us off here. The giants have two picks in the top 10. They're picking five and seven uh, from a trade they did last year with the bears. If I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. that's how the bears got Justin Fields. So the New York giants are a bad team. They need a little bit of everything. Every New York team's great. What are you talking about? Most mocks have them. They're not going to take a wide receiver because they took Darius Tony. Um, they've made some signings. They brought a couple guys in. I don't think any of them are very good, but I don't think wide receiver will be a, a position of interest to them this early. So offensive lineman, defensive end, huge needs. There's going to be some really good ones available at five and seven. And Another one who I don't think will be available, like won't be a value there at five or seven, but I think they need a quarterback. You have to move on from Danny Dimes. The guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Call it like it is. Danny Dimes has proven in his time in the NFL that he's not very good. Pull the plug on that if you guys want to save your jobs. Otherwise, they're all just going to get shit canned anyway, and it'll be rinse and repeat for the Giants in the next couple of years. But that's what I have for him. I mean, we both agree. I didn't put quarterback because I feel like they're going to continue to try to just go with that quarterback. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, they signed. Um, Tyrod Taylor as the backup, but even then, Tyrod Taylor and Danny Dimes as your one and two quarterback. I mean, that's embarrassing if you're the Giants. The only thing I can think of is they're gonna they're gonna go for some value here. They're gonna go offensive lineman, defensive end, whatever, and they're in tank mode. They want to court next year's the quarterback draft. They're gonna tank. They're gonna shoot for next year. They understand that. However, it's probably going to cost people jobs. That's the scary thing about the NFL is it's, it's right. what have you done for me lately? You're, so you're putting all of your, your future on a yeah. quarterback. That's not going to get you anywhere. No, Look I at agree. the Browns. I mean, Kevin Stefanski in year two, we went, we won eight games, but we didn't make the playoffs. And there are people that were legitimately questioning if his job was on the line. Right. And next thing you know, he, he had to waste a year with Baker as a shitty quarterback, gets a great quarterback. And now everyone's like, all right, back to the Super Bowl we go. Right. So it's that quickly. You can turn your team around with the right move. I just don't think a good quarterback is in this draft. I don't think that it's going to happen for them. So they might have to look elsewhere. Philadelphia, Angels Angels team. Uh, they have the 15th and 18th overall pick after making a trade with the New Orleans Saints. They already had a two, three first-round picks, and they traded a couple to New Orleans to get one back. So they need almost every position on defense, realistically. That's exactly, I mean, look, word defense. <laughs> yeah. They need linebackers. They need corners. They yeah. need defensive linemen. They need literally every safeties. They need every position on defense. They need one. Good draft to have that problem in because there's going to be plenty available. There's going to be corners. There's going to be possibly just Kyle Hamilton slide to, to where are they 14? 
or 15, does he slide? Very possible. You never know. Out of Notre Dame, he was projected to be possibly a top five pick, one of the best players in the draft. The more and more it, it, we get closer to the draft, it sounds like he's sliding for whatever reason that might be. And uh, they could easily do that. But again, they need a defensive player at any position. And they could use a wide receiver. Get 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 some get some help for Hurts. Yeah, I mean, you just exactly what I wrote down. I just put defense. I listed edge, safety, quarterback, linebacker, all of those positions. But they need a number one wide receiver. I think they need like a bigger wide receiver, a go up and get it type wide receiver. Um, that that was the only positions they put down as, as potential needs for that team. Absolutely, I'm with you, Lee. They do need a better nickname for him. However, I don't want to talk about owners being involved in fraud. As a Browns fan, that one hits close to home with Jimmy Haslam. <laughs> I think we all know about that. Um, next up, we have the Washington Commanders. Speak of the devil. We're talking about them right now. Dan Schneider, of course, in the news for possibly frauding, committing fraud on a lot of people for a lot of money. The Senate must be bored to be calling them out right now. I mean, it's just it's almost like there's a there's a target on Dan Snyder's back, and eventually one of these arrows are going to hit because yeah. he is involved in some shady shit. He sounds like a horrible person. I mean, that just goes to show you that money can get you out of just about anything because there's no excuse. Any other person that's been accused of most of the things he's been accused of, you're gone. Yeah. But he's made it work, so more power to him. Uh, really quickly, though, Washington has the 11th pick. I have corner and wide receiver. They traded away for Carson Wentz. Get him a weapon. Uh, No-brainer to me. Get somebody opposite of Terry McLaurin. That's perfect. And then um, corner. Their secondary was atrocious last year, so a corner would be huge. And 11 you could be possibly looking at Sauce Gardner. Could slide a little bit. Plenty of options. It's a loaded draft. Uh, but again, we'll do the mock in a couple of weeks. What do you got? Uh, same thing. I put cornerback, linebacker, and receiver. I think those are the biggest needs they need. They need help in that defense badly. All right. Conspiracy Carl's people are getting angry with they me. They are looking me look. at yeah, you, you that? with some, some evil All right. right so now. we'll quickly do the AFC. We'll run down. I will just do all four teams in a row, and then you do the same Boom. thing. So we're going to go in alphabetic order again. Buffalo, 25th overall pick. They're a great team. They were so close to getting to the Super Bowl. They don't need much. So for them, it's just help Josh Allen. Interior offensive lineman is what I have. They could go center. They could go guard. Literally any interior offensive lineman would be huge. I think that's what they need to help Josh Allen. But again, when you're a team like the, the Bills who are loaded, who are Super Bowl contenders, go best player available. If you think we'll draft a cornerback, even though he'll be our third or fourth, do it. Do whatever you feel is best available. So that's the best position for them being picking 25th. But if it were me, if somebody slides, whoever's on their list, uh, go with an interior offensive lineman. For the Miami Dolphins, they traded away so many picks for Tyreek Hill. Their first pick doesn't come until pick number 102 Oof. in the third round. However, they've been huge under-the-radar spenders in free agency. I don't think a lot of people have really paid attention to some of the moves that they've made. They've made some nice moves. However, as long as they have Tua, I'm not really sold on them as a team. But Picking at 102, you got to protect Tua, and they need a center in the worst way, just like the Bills. So if there's one available on in, in the third round on day two, I think they try to snatch up an offensive lineman. Uh, New England Patriots picking number 21. You never know with Bill Belichick. He could go literally anywhere. They have been involved in multiple trade rumors for wide receivers, and then they ended up getting Devontae Parker. So I I had wide receiver as a thought. I think they could still do it because you want to get weapons for Mac Jones. I think getting another wide receiver is not a bad thing for them. Um, but I could also see them going defense because it's Bill Belichick. Let's be honest. He wants to load up that defense. He wants to be known as one of the best defensive teams in football. That's what he does. I think a linebacker makes a lot of sense for them. They could use it. 
They're not getting any younger at the position. They did trade for Mac Wilson from the Browns. However, as a guy who watched Mac Wilson play for the last three years, <laughs> they need linebacker help. That's all I'll say about that. So you could very well see them going really any position again. When you're a playoff team, kind of have your pick of the litter. It's whatever you whatever you want. You never know with Bill, but I'm going to go with linebacker as my top choice. And then the New York Jets, they're picking four and ten. And I wrote everything. They fucking suck. <laughs> Yeah, they need honestly one of everything. They could go. They could go with a tackle. They could go with a guard. They could go with a center. Hell, they could take a quarterback because I think Zach Wilson sucks. They need a wide receiver. They've tried to trade for every fucking wide receiver. My friends that are Jets fans, every day they're texting. They, they want Debo Samuel. They want DK Metcalf. They want the team to trade so bad because they were this close to getting Tyreek Hill. They they're just desperate at this point. They're a bad team. They need a little bit of everything. Their best players, Quinn and Williams, defensive tackle. Um, Alejandro Vera Tucker had a pretty good rookie season as a guard. Other than that, they don't have much. So anything would make sense for them, but uh, more than likely, I think they're going to end up with a wide receiver, an offensive lineman or a defensive end. If I had gun to my head, I had to pick three positions. That's it. <laughs> All right. I'll make mine quick because I think you're about to get kidnapped. If I'm looking at this correctly, yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually afraid for you. Uh, Buffalo, I think they need, they need replacements. They need to replace a wide receiver. They lost two of them. Um, the cornerback, uh, they lost a really good cornerback in the offseason. I think they need to replace him. Uh, the Dolphins, I agree with you, center, linebacker. Uh, they need to get some help for Tua. Uh, the Patriots, I put slot receiver because, I mean, Bill loves slot receivers. Um, sure. but, but I also believe they do need help on the defense, especially at cornerback and linebacker. And the Jets, literally, I, cro- I underlined it and showed it to you. They need everything. So I agree that the Jets are just a horrible team, and they're going to continue to be horrible because even though they need everything and they probably have a lot of, a, a lot of draft picks, they're going to fuck them up like they always do. All right, Tim. Excuse me. Um, Conspiracy Carl's people have asked me to keep the camera on Kyle as they come in and get me prepared to travel. So if you could keep the camera on Kyle here for a second. What, what are these guys doing? Oh, wow. This oh, is oh, this is not good. This is no joke. They're, they're literally putting a, 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 a All right. pillow. They, they were not lying. They said they do not want me to know where I'm going. They are out of the room. Uh, they will be escorting me out here in a second. We're going to do a quick break. Uh, but I have no – it's pitch black in here, everybody. I can't see a fucking thing. Uh, if you can you could show them now, Tim. They said it's it's all clear. I can't see if you're showing. I honestly have no idea what's happening in front of me. I hope I'm even talking into the microphone. You're kind of close to the microphone. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to guide me away here. I'm going down to the bunker. So those of you at home, buckle up, pray for me, whatever it is that you do. We're going to take a quick couple of minute break here. I'm kind of nervous, Tim. I mean, stay we might tuned the during cops. the break because we're doing a giveaway for some tickets to a comedy show this Friday night. And that's courtesy of Lex Vegas, fellow Redline radio personality. So watch the video during the break, find out how you can win tickets. And again, pray for me. I'm out of here in a minute. So we'll see you guys soon. Live from the bunker. Tim and Kyle are staying back here at Studio 2. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 
Yeah, what's up? I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys, but... Dave! What, dude? You're all... supposed to be doing the giveaway, man. Dude, you always interrupting me about camera shots, lights, whatever. I got, I got this. You about the giveaway. I got this. I got this. All right, man. I got two tickets to give away for this Friday at the Odeon. Lex Vegas got the beautiful ladies of comedy. You can come to 1301 Old River Road, Cleveland, Ohio at the Odeon. And Lex got a fire lineup. Tell them who you got, Lex. Man, if y'all saw the last show at the Odeon, man, y'all know how dope it was. And this time we're going with an all-female lineup straight up and down. Man, I can't take Man, we got Precious in the building, man. Jin Jin going to be in the building. <laughs> We got GW Nail in the building. We got Ulysse Dickerson gonna be in the building. And we got our closer Tsunami with a little T. She gonna be in the building, but guess what? Guess what? Y'all know your boy Lex Vegas always got something extra for you. What I mean, you who, got extra for him, Who more extra than me? Who more extra oh, than me? Oh, you are the extra of extra. I like that. I like that. Give you something extra. Y'all seen her coming from the Midwest. Y'all seen her on the improv. Y'all seen her at the funny stop. Just add it to the lineup. Well, goddamn, Lex, just tell them who you got. Quit beating around the bush. Say Mr. AKA segment. He's a Mr. AKA impatient mofo. Just brought to the lineup. The girl, Sister Lou, is going to be joining us this Friday, April 15th at the Odeon. So if you ain't in the building, you're going to be missing out on the party of, of April. That's it. Did you say Sister Lou? Sister Lou is going to be in the building. At the Odeon. Get your tickets. Redline Radio, LLC. He got two to give away on this show. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was your chance to win tickets for the comedy show this Friday night with Lex, Lex Vegas at the Odeon, the all-female cast. Check it out. It's going to be funny as hell. Uh, you'll hear more about it in a little bit. Uh, but while we're here, Growing Wings Adult Service Studio is a studio that I was just at before I was taken away by Conspiracy Carl's people. So it might be my last time in there. Beautiful state-of-the-art studio. Growing Wings Adult Service has five years' experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa, 234-334-334. 7547. Check it out. It's beautiful. They do so much to help Redline. Can't be beat. And tell you what, um, if you ever want some awesome shirts, some collectibles, some things, you know, Redline has some amazing shirts, t-shirts, polos, hoodies. I mean, some some things that you can wear and show off that you're proud to be part of this radio station. Um, there's no, no person that you have to look further than in, in, in incredible keepsakes. You want to give Diane a call over there at 440-242-9648. And again, like Diane would say, cherished moments are made to last forever. And please trust me, go check out our website. It's www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. Go check them out. Absolutely. Dave actually posted some pictures of some shirts that, uh, that they, they, they made for him for Redline, and they were fucking awesome looking. I'm still waiting on mine, but maybe one day I'll get one. But they, they look amazing. They're great. For whatever reason right now, though, I'm feeling numbers. I don't know why numbers are on my mind. Fourth and 15, a great show that I was on on Saturday with Mel and Smooth. Look at that. What a great show. I had such a good time doing the show with them. They're great guys, fun. We had a blast. Lee was running the uh, production board. It was a little different. I'm used to my man, Tim. But either way, it went great, very smooth. Um, But again, with the numbers, I can't get them out of my head. One of one. Oh. I love that number. What a a fucking. Such a good tie-in. When you get that one of one card, you feel like you just found the creme de la creme. The, the, the golden ticket, if you will. It's amazing. It's a great feeling. I've had it myself. If you're looking for a one-of-one one sports memorabilia, check them out at one-of-one one sports cards and memorabilia. Strongsville, Ohio, 13221 Prospect Road. Give them a call today, 440-638-4044. Tell them JG sent you. Have you heard anything about that? Get anybody a discount yet? Not yet. The, 
the way the phones are ringing today, though, I think it's only a matter of time. Keep, keep trying. And guys, we're in, we're in beautiful studio two right now. This place is amazing. Um, I know we had some asshole earlier talk about the green screen, but trust me, this place is built to perfection. And it is built to perfection because of Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. Um, it, they're, they're here for your bathrooms, your, your kitchens, your windows, your offices, your doors, your sidings, and so much more. Give Will a call today at 440-731-7654 and tell them that the Redline Radio sent you. Absolutely. Uh, as we said earlier, though, I'm, I'm flying out to Vegas in a couple of weeks. It'll be the day after our, our mock draft special. And the first thing I'm doing when I get there, I'm finding the Rusty Spur Saloon. I'm getting shit-faced. I'm telling everybody about my award that I won for the number one show in Studio mm -hmm. 2. And not only am I going to tell them about my show, I'm telling them about everybody else's show on Redline Radio. You want to listen on a Tuesday? You listen to Tim Buck 2. Tim Buck Tuesdays is can't miss entertainment. This fucking dude can host shows. He can produce shows. He does it all. He's a jack of all trades. Do not miss his show from 5 to 7 on Tuesday nights. And then the next day, if you're, if you're feeling a little, a little frisky, before you listen to talking about balls, check out Sugar and Spice. They got a brand new show. They're on week three next week. Today's show was excellent. Some very informative stuff about relationships. Don't want to miss it. Thursdays, Lex Vegas. Check it out tomorrow. I'm sure he's going to be doing more giveaways for the comedy show. Lex Vegas is every Thursday from 7 to 8. Do not miss it. Money's Crazy Mind on Friday. Again, I mentioned 4th and 15 on Saturday. Steel City Renegades, the the top show at Redline Radio, I guess, technically. They... uh. They told me that, you know, they're not giving them, they're the Jim Halpert, where Jim Halpert didn't want to give himself the Employee of the Month Award in the office. Dave and Lee are very humble. They don't want to give themselves the award for best overall show, but we're happy to be a part of a, a radio station Did that gets views. That? They get views. Every show gets great views. We love every show on Redline. Check them out. And I'll be getting drunk at the Rusty Spur Saloon in Las Vegas telling everybody else about Redline Radio. And last but not least, and and I, I know we uh, I know Justin's kind of in the middle of nowhere right now reading off these reads. I'm pretty impressed that you're in like a helicopter probably doing ad reads. I, that's dedication right there, folks. Surprisingly, he lives close. I, I got here relative, very quickly. Oh, you're there now. Yeah, yeah I'm, is, I'm down here. The I connection is, is, is beautiful right now. During the Lex commercial, I, I called Tim. We got everything hooked up. He tested. We, everything sounds good. Well, guys, if you want to have your ads read on air by myself, Justin, anyone else, if you want to add on here, you want to get some, you know, some, some, so your name out there, please give Dave a call at 440-503-0828, and we will be more than happy to have our delicate, beautiful voices read your company's name, what you do, and help you out the best that we can. Shout out to Dave for the water also. If you want to call Dave, Dave gets shit done. If you That's all I can water, say. Call Dave. All right, we're going to be back here in about 30 seconds, live from the bunker. Brace yourselves. We haven't tested the cameras yet. Hopefully everything works. We'll talk to you.
All right, everybody, we are back. I am live from the bunker with Conspiracy Carl. Uh, I want it on record. I've not been told to say this. I am not being held against my will. This is all my own doing. As you can see, he's got a bunker, Star Wars helmet in the background. Uh, we're underground. Uh, I don't know how the signal's getting out. How, how, did, how, how did you get all of this equipment down here? This is, this is impressive. As I mentioned earlier, call Dave. Dave gets shit done. I, I've never been to this part of my bunker. I'm 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 really really nervous right now. But welcome to uh, to my humble abode. As you can tell, it's clean. Yeah, it's got a funny smell. The, luckily, you guys are only listening and watching. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, you've been a fan of sports for a long time, and you've been a fan of conspiracy theories your whole life. And I, I when I was told I had the privilege of meeting you and getting to speak with you and hearing some of your thoughts in person because you don't you don't use the phone. You don't call, so I had to come here in person. I'm happy to be here. Um, speaking of phones, is yours turned off right now? Of course. Yeah, I left it upstairs as I, as I was instructed. Because nobody knows yeah. where I live. This is an old iPod. This isn't a phone. Okay, good. All right. I have no bars, nothing. Yeah, so wh why did you want to talk to me? So I heard you have some conspiracies. What I like to do is I like to consider myself a reasonable person. I like to not debunk things, but I like to just speak truth. Okay. So if you could tell me some of your conspiracies, I'd love to hear them. Maybe you can convert me into a believer. Do you have any anything you're, you're particularly uh, interested in? And you say that word conspiracy. I, I honestly, I I just have facts. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. You know, we, we all call things how we want to call them. Okay. Uh, we perceive things how we want to perceive them. One thing I heard you had, and this is very relevant to Cleveland. Obviously, you're a Cleveland sports fan to an extent as much as you can. I know you probably don't get good television signal downstairs there. But Baker Mayfield, I heard you have a pretty good one about him, and he's kind of the talk of the town right now because of his podcast. Oh, yeah, I do. And, you know, just because I, I kind of heard you were coming, I, I, uh, I have a book. I have a diary, as they say, of everything that I've checked, double-checked, and, and made notes of. So I just want you to know I, I brought this out on, on my, 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 my bookshelf back here that's somewhere that you probably can't see, but it's really dusty. But it's my double-checked facts on Facebook because where else do you get your news? No, that's very true. Clearly. So let me go through here. Baker Mayfield, you said. All right, hold me a second here. Let me just go through here if I can find it correctly. Uh, we got, you know, it's fake moon landing. Who shot JFK? Illuminati. Flat Earth. Okay, Baker. Baker, yes. So what was your question of Baker? So I just heard you had a, you had a theory about how he hasn't been the same since getting his vaccination. <laughs> Of course. I mean, he had a, for those of you that don't know, during the COVID season, 2020 was Baker's best season. Lo and behold, the vaccine comes out, helps everybody play. Baker Mayfield, not the same. Well, I hate to tell you this, and I'm sure you know, this is, this is common knowledge. Um, you know, the vaccine has so many side effects to it. I mean, of course. aside from the that it doesn't work, I mean, let's not get into that. We all know it doesn't work. But some of the weird side effects that it tends to have, you know, obviously you've heard about the one where it makes you magnetic, you know, where it changes your DNA. Um, and I mean, and this one, too, this is this is this is hateful, in my opinion. Did you know it's it's not kosher? Did you realize it has pork inside the vaccine? Yet another attack on our Jewish community. This I truly didn't even know what kosher meant until a few months ago. I just, so that's, I just want to help you out with it. That's fascinating. That's, that's news to me. I just want to make sure you understand. But the one that I know that affected Baker the most is that when you take this vaccine, it messes with your cells. It messes with your cells inside of your body. And the biggest cell that it messed with with Baker Mayfield is his brain cells. 
I can see that. I have never seen a guy regress as much as Baker Mayfield did from 2020 to 2021. I, I feel like we were watching Benjamin Button on fast forward. It made me just so concerned for this man. The rapid aging. It, it was crazy. Like he just lost all his ability to be a good quarterback. But I mean, this is all backed up. I fact checked this multiple times. My sources are just spot on, and I, I'm sorry, but this is concerning. I think the man I'd love needs to, to meet get with help. your sources one day. I, I will. You know, next time you're out here, I'll, I'll be more than happy to. Sh- to, to interview I feel like I, I feel like I need to call Lee to come down here and do a. Uh... With, with his Ghostbusters, try to cleanse this place a little bit, see what's doing down here because it doesn't seem doesn't seem safe. Ghosts don't exist. Oh, ghosts are too far. Oh no, ghosts no. Mm. Let's not even get started on the ghost topic. Fair right? enough. Too fair enough. No, no, no. And that's a whole different chapter. So you're book. blaming Baker's 2021 shit season on the COVID vaccine? Absolutely. Okay. I, well, mean, I mean, it's proven. It's 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 a proven fact that the vaccine affects many things in your body. Sure. Like. Preventing you from dying from COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. COVID. It's it's all fake. It's okay. So that's interesting. I mean, the 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 honestly, this is one that you it's hard to debunk because Baker did have a shitty season. And while there are millions of excuses, did it weaken his shoulders? Uh it it affected everything. His brain lost so many brain cells that his brain could not comprehend and tell his body exactly where to put the ball. It made him make stupid decisions. It made him try to tackle players he shouldn't be out there trying to tackle. It made him throw the ball in areas he shouldn't throw it to. It made him run the ball and just fall to the ground in times that he shouldn't have done. There's no other explanation other than this vaccine ruined this man's career. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I promised, I was going to try to do my best to debunk some. And at first, I didn't think I was going to be able to. And now after hearing the rest of Carl's explanation, did you not see his first two years in the NFL where he was throwing to the wrong team and making terrible decisions and not playing well? Look, pre-vaccine. Everyone's doing mistakes, but the mistakes multiply. They quadrupled after he took this vaccine. And it's just it's tail of the tape. He came into this season, he took the vaccine. Everyone was concerned about this whatever COVID vaccine virus. And he took the vaccine to be in, in line to be able to play. And it ruined this man's career. Well, his career wasn't very good before that, and I've stood by that. So in, in, if we're keeping score, we are a sports show. I'm going point me debunked. You might not be welcome back down here, but anyways. Honestly, I don't know if I ever want to be back. It's a, it's a scary journey to get here. So next up, I heard you have one shh, for... Wait, wait, shh, shh. You hear that? Uh, we're not bugged. It's just it's, it's the feedback. No, sh- I heard something. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're good. All right, we're good. Go ahead. It's pretty quiet down here from my end. Um, I heard you have one about our new team, the Guardians. I would not new team per se, but the new name. I heard you you don't believe that it was the Dolans selling their soul for an all-star game by getting rid of Chief Wahoo and then getting rid of the Indian name. You have something a little different. Let's hear it. Oh, I I, I have a whole story to tell you, and I'll make it quick because it seems like you're a man and that's kind of in a hurry. But let me get to that chapter. Hold on. I mean, big, it's kind of getting scary down here. I'm not going to lie. I would not like to be here as l- longer than I have to be. Area 51. We've got Queen Elizabeth's a man. Oh, that's a good story. We have to come back to that sometime. Uh, Trump did not lose the election. Okay, here we that go. That sounds like it would be perfect for Money's Crazy Mind Friday nights. Ladies and gentlemen, check it out on Redline Radio. Why the Indians changed their name. All right, so I'm going to hit you with a little bit of history. You clearly know who Louis Francis Sokalexis is, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's my great uncle. Um... Maybe. No, I've never done an Ancestry.com thing. I, I, I have no idea. It could be, but Louis Francis Sokalexis, and this is 
100% true. You can check my facts after this show's over if you want to. Uh, he joined the then Cleveland Spiders back in 1897. Okay. And he was, and I'm no kidding, was the first Native American player to play baseball, Major League Baseball. Okay. Um, this guy enjoyed the Joe Boo rum just a little bit too much, though. He liked to drink a lot. Um, uh, he last played for the Spiders just two years later in 1899, and he died of tuberculosis and heart disease. That'll get Bad you every time. Bad way to go. Bad way to go. Um, but at the time, the team, the Cleveland Nats, which we all know that's what the team went to after the Spiders, decided yep. to name their team the Cleveland Indians. And they did this probably because they wanted the entire world to know that they had the first Indian on their team. Or, or it might have been because they wanted to honor him, but I, I'm, I'm going with the first one there. Either way, after that... The it was Cle a little bit of a humble brag, kind of. of kind like, of. I feel like... Yeah, I mean, got an Indian. They, they definitely did it to brag to the world that they had the first Indian on their team. Um, but after this, the Indians went on to actually be a pretty successful team. And we all know they won the 1920 World Series. They won the 1948 World Series. But here's where it all went south. I'm listening. During those two World Series runs, they never stopped to thank and mention the family of Sock Alexis. They never once, other than naming the team, the Indians never stopped to thank him for his dedication. Other than mentioning his team, put like a statue up. Anything so it was almost like, like a, a disrespectful honor. It oh, wasn't. It, it wasn't sincere. Oh, no, it was not sincere. The, the, their 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 family took took such um, negativity from this that the local chief, Chief Carnegie, Ontario, they 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 just put a curse over the entire organization and said, "You'll never be successful in baseball again." And the facts, the facts are out there. Let's take a look what happened next. They went to the World Series in 1954, and what happened? They got swept. Yep. 1995, the best hitting team in baseball, they got one hit in the sixth game of the World Series. Curse. 1997, how many strikes away were they from winning World Series? Four. What happened? They gave up a run, they gave up a hit, and they lost that World Series. Cursed. So in 2020, or 2000, the Dolans bought the team. The lovely Dolans that we have. Lee is on it. They bought the, they bought the team, and you know what? They knew about this curse. They said, "You know what? We're going to do. We're going to we're going to put a plaque. We're going to we're going to build a we're going to build a park in, in center field out, outside of center field that gives honor that 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 talks about the players of our history." And Lewis's statue and plaque is out there right now. They said, "You know what? That's mm -hmm. enough." This only pissed them off even more. They said, it this, "This the is spirits? not this is this, they it, it, they upset the spirits so much that they." that they were just so upset that they gave them so much hope that they were going to win a world series that in 2016, they let them go up three games to one. And then they brought them back down to reality tying that game three, three. And then what happened in game seven of the 2016 world series, they went on a rally. They were, they were building the momentum. They were getting excited. And what did they do? They Somebody opened, did an Indian rain they dance. Opened the skies <laughs> and they brought that rain down. And what happened after that? It ruined their chances. That's all she wrote there. Win. And you know what? The Dolans thinking that, oh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and change the team name because that's going to break the curse. That is ex the exact reason as to why they went ahead and changed the name from the Indians to the Guardians because they need to try to get outside of this whole entire curse. I don't think it's going to work, though. The, the spirit, the curse of Louis Francis Sokolek Alexis is not going anywhere, and I don't think this team's ever going to win. So that one, I actually, that, that's a tough one to debunk because if you think about it, obviously the, the, the Indians have had terrible luck. They've had their fans have had their hearts of ripped course. from their chests watching that team. And then now they're the guardians. Yep. They've played what six games of baseball. They're four and two. 
Here it comes. They're they're tearing the cover off the ball. They're statistically they're the best offense in football or, or baseball. So they uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't know who this Kyle is. This is conspiracy Carl. Can you get it right? You stupid idiot. Um, um I'm Kyle's back at the studio with Tim. They're holding sure. it down. They're is, keeping a tab who, on me. Who's Kyle? Is that a is that a he's my he was way too afraid to come down here. He you see the ladder in the background. He doesn't do he doesn't do ladders. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this is I mean, it's 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 quiet down here. I don't I don't it's hear anybody. Too quiet. But yeah, that one definitely that doesn't do ladders. No, no, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I had to carry all the shit back up and down. And it was a it was a pain in the ass to get it set up here, especially doing it with a blindfold on. You know how hard that is? Well, this is this is only about a ten foot ladder to get up to a hole. Which then you have to go up to another ladder, so it's not we're not that far. I'm sure you're giving away this many secrets about your location. Well, I mean, I'm just letting you know that I have layers here. We're, we're very well protected. No one will hear you scream. I mean, it's okay. I, I feel safe. I got a microphone. I can I can alert people if I need to. But that one's a tough one to debunk. I mean, since the name changed, the, like I said, the Guardians are the best offensive team in baseball. It's early, six games in, but nobody expected this. Mm-hmm. Is this the turn of the era for the Cleveland baseball organization? Was changing the name. And not degrading essentially the history of their first Native American player, mm-hmm. the curse that was holding them back. That one actually, we got a tie ball game. I'm going point conspiracy, Carl. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, welcome one to, to one. Show I can't debunk that one mm-hmm. until until Lee goes out there and checks it out with his Ghostbuster group. That's Ooh. the only time I'll listen. Ghosts aren't real, Lee. Sorry, he's gonna find something. It has layers, and I'm in a layer. <laughs> Little wordplay there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, I heard you have one more, and this one's the one that I brought to your attention mm-hmm. as I was getting prepped for the show here. Brian Flores, the day he announced his lawsuit against the NFL is the same day Tom Brady announced his retirement from football. The conspiracy that I saw, the story I read, was that Tom Brady was going to retire from the Bucks by part of the Miami Dolphins, then sign with said Miami Dolphins, hire Sean Payton and play for Miami and be a player coach or player owner like Jackie Moon. Mm-hmm. However, the day that all that happened, Brian Flores announced the he was suing the NFL and the Stephen Ross was throwing games and it put a horrible light on the Miami Dolphins so that fucked up all of his plans. The guy who started this snowball, the first snowflake to start this, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick said, fuck you, Tom. You're not playing against me in the AFC East. I'm going to blow the lid on this thing. And that's what started it all. That's the conspiracy that I'm seeing is Bill Belichick masterminding this whole thing. What are your thoughts, conspiracy, Carl? There are many things that I will talk about and tell you very big stories about, but that name, Bill Belichick, scares me. You kind of, you guys have the same wardrobe. He is, he is, yeah. (laughs) try to model myself after good people but he scares me he uh he's intimidating he has his hands and everything and i can even i mean i can't even try to get into this because honestly i'm a little afraid that if i'd say too much someone might try to come find me down here i respect that i mean if, if the years and years that bill belichick has gotten away with tampering games if you will i won't say cheating but i mean the proof is in the pudding there you have deflate gate you have the tuck rule. You have the spying on practices, the video cameras. Multiple times he's been accused of that. Bill Belichick seems like a shady dude that you kind of don't want on your bad side. So I mean, I'm with you. You heard me go past the Illuminati page and chapter in this book, and I believe his name is plastered all over that. Yeah, I heard he's he's the head coach of the Illuminati. Absolutely. And it's not something we want to touch. So um, 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I like your theory. I'm going to go ahead and believe you on this one. All right, two to one, JG, bringing home the gold because that's all we had time for to do were these three conspiracies. Because again, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time down here. It's kind of fucking you, freaking you, me out a little bit. I would welcome you back with open arms anytime you want to come back. I appreciate that. I might just have to come up with some more. Maybe next time we talk about Michael Jordan's dad, uh, Michael Jordan's retirement. Um, I mean, there's a million. We could talk about that. Oh, I've got that in chapter 97, 96, and 95. We can talk about it. Well, let's exchange notes, and we'll talk about it another time. Absolutely. Uh, while you're here, Conspiracy Carl, I yeah. know you do a lot of reading. You do a lot of research. I do. You're a very well-informed man. I have a very wide selection of books in my, my, my collection. So I'm guessing you enjoy quality things, entertainment. Only the best of the best. So we do a segment called Just the Tip, where we like to tell everybody a little tip, a little something and we let them all, we let the listeners decide if they want to look up what we talked about. It's up to them, but idea. it's just us giving them a little insight to our lives. It's not sports related. Um, I just got word from Tim that Kyle had to leave the studio because we ran a little over. So no harm, no foul. Uh, this week, we're going to do just the tip with Tim, Carl, and myself. Okay. As always, Tim all will right. lead us off. Tim, you have the floor. Well, I am here Where still the at the ground. Where did that voice come from? <laughs> I am still <laughs> at the ground wing studio. Um, and my tip today is with the tickets that Lex and Dave was giving out. And that is respect the block, the beautiful ladies of comedy. The last couple of weeks I've been talking about comedy. It's what I love to do. It's what I love to be a part of. So I'm definitely going to talk about it. And if you see that, you see that April 15th, which means it's two days away two days away um we got tsunami we got elise dickerson gin gin precious gw nail and sister lou has been added to the show so if y'all want tickets y'all can hit me up uh tim buck twos that's t-i-m-b-u-k-t-u underscore 31 and you can get tickets from me if not Excuse me. If not, you can reach out to Lex. You can reach out to anybody, honestly, a red line, because they can get back to me, get back to Lex, and we can get you those tickets. We want y'all to enjoy that time, man. It's going to be dope. That's awesome, man. I wish I could go. I wanted to, but of course, that's the day I'm going out for the Indians or Guardians. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get better at that. Yeah. Guardians <laughs> and the Cavs uh, both play on Friday night. I'm going out with my friends. Uh, voice in my head. You have such a beautiful voice. Oh, I appreciate you. I appreciate really you. Does. That's time. why I love working I would, with him. I would it's be so more soothing. than happy to host. A when I get all show. when I get all riled up hosting the show, and I, Tim says something in my ear, I'm like, all right, I'm calm again. It really helps. You're like you're like a free version of the call map. I, I need would, you in my life, Tim. I feel like the next time you come, just Justin, right, Justin? Yeah, Justin, JG, whatever. JG, yeah, yeah. You should invite this guy in my ear. He sounds like he'd have a great time down here. I think he would. Be honored to do that. Uh, speaking of, you actually you might get to meet more people from Redline because we have Lee, who has just extended an olive branch, an invitation for Conspiracy Carl to join him on Money's Crazy Mind. So I'll get you guys in touch with each other. Uh, I think that would be really good. I like I like being able to cross shows. As I was on Fourth and Fifteen last week. I mean, obviously you're not a full time talking about balls member, but you're you're welcome anytime, this and is, I think you're welcome is, on multiple really Redline stepping, shows. Stepping out of my my comfort zone, but I. I, I think would, he Lee could probably come to you. He would probably come to you if that's what you were interested in. Obviously, the technology works. We can make that happen. I would be open to meeting more people. Um, I like you. You're a you're a nice guy. I appreciate that. I don't hear that a lot, actually. Um, well, speaking of my generosity and how nice I am, uh, is this is this where I give a tip? Let's yeah, please give give the audience just oh. the tip. Um, so I, I I the only thing I can think to give a tip on is just I love reading. I love books. I love I love books that help 
prove me right. I mean, who doesn't like to be proven right? You know, I love it. It happens a lot for it, me. If you love just talking about the most absurd type history lessons, you want to check out this book called Hoax. Now, go into this book reading with an open mind. This book's going to try to tell you that some of these stories are lies. They're not lies. It talks about the John Wilkes Booth missing diary page. Trust me, there's a lot more to it. It talks about the famous Hitler diaries. It talks about the missing link that Charles Darwin found back in 1921 between ape and man. And it's going to try to tell you that it was all fabricated. You don't want to, you don't want to talk about it. Trust me, it's, it's all true. Um, but give this book a read, keep an open mind, and, uh, and, and come back. We'll talk more about it later. It's, it's a great book. I recommend it. The hat is a reservoir tip, Lee. Yes. A little different. <laughs> All right. Uh, my tip for the week is Tony Hawk's Until the Wheels Fall Off documentary just came out on HBO and HBO Max uh, like a week or two ago. I'm a huge Tony Hawk fan. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to do X game shit. I wanted to skateboard. I wanted to do BMX biking. I was terrible at all of it. I'll never forget. My mom bought me a brand new expensive ass Haro bike. Uh, I went up to the skate park with it thinking I was going to do some sick tricks. I went up on the ramp one time. I've never done it before in my life. And I ate shit so hard, but I got up like a fucking champ and I just kept pedaling around. I was so bad at it. Skateboarding. I skateboarded every fucking day. Could never even get an Ollie done. I was just, I was so bad at it. So I live vicariously through Tony Hawk. I love everything Tony Hawk's done from the video games to the 900 at the X games. He's just an amazing skateboarder watching him do shit still at his age. He actually just broke his leg a few weeks ago and uh, he's just recovering from that at his age. It's getting harder and harder, but uh, fantastic documentary. If you're interested in Tony Hawk, I was born in 1989. Tony Hawk started his professional skateboarding career in the mid eighties. So it was way before my time. I learned so much about how he became a skateboarder, how dedicated he is to the craft. Uh, just really interesting shit. If you're into Tony Hawk, it's, it's really eye opening. So I highly recommend checking that out. There's a, there's a chapter in this book on, on Tony Hawk. I don't want to hear anything. We'll definitely get into that. Nothing, you can't say anything bad about my boy, Tony Hawk. Um, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for talking about balls on behalf of everybody here. Thanks, thanks for having me. This was fun. When the fuck did we get ice cream? You got ice cream? See everybody. Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can